Does everybody know what time it is? It's time to pull out your earbuds, turn off your phone, and enjoy our no podcast podcast. <laughs> That's right, it's grunt work. everything around me green get the money dollar dollar bill y'all and why do grunts equate to money because that's what we do for work here on grunt work (laughs) voted people's choice podcast about the tv show home improvement we get paid for this uh we're doing this for the money i've not been receiving my checks (laughs) we don't do it for the money but uh uh no we don't get paid either so so it's grunt volunteer work (laughs) Exactly. Do we at least get college credit for this? <laughs> I am Landon. Uh, clean kitchen is a sign of a wasted life Solano. Joined always by my co-host, Truman Crockpot Caps. <laughs> I've been called a crock of many things, but well, actually a crock of pot. Actually, that actually works. Pretty fitting. Also a crackpot. Also, <laughs> don't want to throw shade, but I can't help but notice this kitchen of yours looks pretty spotless, Landon. <laughs> Pretty nice. Uh, that's fair. I, I also um, abide by the other uh, quote that I can't think of right now, that a clean kitchen is God's domain or something like that. If, if only you had a neighbor standing behind a fence who could help you out with these quotes. <laughs> uh, yeah, a clean station, cleanliness is next to godliness. I don't know, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Wash your hands before dinner. No shirt, no shoes, no service. All of the above. I, yes. I'm way into all of these rules. Yeah. Uh, Truman, buddy, it's good to see you. It is good to see you too, Landon. I am not sleep deprived this week. I know, I know. It almost doesn't feel right for you to be fully <laughs> functioning on this. I mean, I think that the, the last two went over so well. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I, it was just a hazy dream for me. I, re-listening to those episodes, I was like, I don't remember half of this. Oh, that's great. You got to come to it fresh. Yeah, exactly. Did you did you sleep for 24 hours after those recordings? Yeah, just, just about. Fall into bed? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, it was the middle of the work week, so um, not quite, but one once a weekend hit, yeah, I was I was out like a light. Yeah, yeah. Out like a light? Is that the right Out thing? like a light? Yeah, that's, uh, that's the right term. Uh, yes, I believe that phrase is correct. Normally, I don't show up this soon. <laughs> also, this is not really Kelsey Grammer anymore. <laughs> you know what? I think we need to bring some of these phrases into uh, the 21st century, so I, I'm, I'm down like that. All right, well, perfect. Well, hey, speaking of the 21st century, yes. in the century immediately preceding this one, in the later half of it, uh-huh. there was a TV series called Home Improvement. There was? Yes. Also a TV series called Muppet Babies, but for some reason that hasn't been explained to me, we don't watch Muppet Babies on this show. No, we, we, what show do we watch? We watch Home Improvement. <laughs> we do. And, um, you know, we watched an episode today. Yeah, the 21st episode of the third season, which means, I only bring that up because we are really close to the end of the season. You can, you we, can we see have to, it from here. We have to start having these end of the season conversations now. I know, I Stuff know. like the end of the season grunt count. Oh, yes, uh, yes. The special treats that we haven't quite decided on uh, as far as what we'll be delivering to we, people. We know there will be treats. We just don't know what kind of treats they will be. You yes. Know, will it I, be white chocolate well, bark or will it be black licorice? <laughs> One of the treats I think we've decided on is that we are um, going to be doing another audio commentary, yes. uh, interactive audio commentary. And like a choose-your-own-adventure yeah. audio commentary. <laughs> so we'll be putting some polls out in the coming weeks, but uh, in the meantime, if you're listening to this and you want to chime in, uh, make sure to hit us up on Facebook or Twitter and let us know which episode of the season you'd like to see. Yeah, what what episode 
have you listened to us talk about where you've thought, I want to not only watch that episode, I want to hear Truman and Landon <laughs> take a deeper dive on it in real time. I certainly hope it's not this episode. Uh... You put that out there, and now they're going to vote for it, man. <laughs> they're going to screw us with this democracy thing. Uh, this is how Arnold Schwarzenegger became governor. I like to think that our listen base our fan base our listen base our I, listeners I, I, what's the word i'm looking I for i believe fan base is the <laughs> word <laughs> well i don't want to be so presumptuous as to call them fans just as they, they listen to the show <laughs> okay they're they're people who casual listeners you're suggesting that they're like statler and waldorf on the muppets they download the podcast and listen to it every week hating it the whole time Maybe. just just for the sake of doing it i've done that to a few podcasts i've done that to a few netflix series yes. mainly one everything sucks uh but <laughs> uh, okay well you know all right, I have more faith in our listeners than that. And also, if they ask, if they ask us to do a commentary on this episode, I feel like we will have a lot to say because this episode was vexing. <laughs> well, uh, why don't you give us some information on what this episode was about, and then we'll do some commentaries on it. <laughs> I, I love the way we kind of talk around finding new ways to describe what we've been doing on this show for over a year. It is, <laughs> it is art, what we do. Uh, so, on Tool Time... Tim and Al have debuted a new man-centric kitchen. After showing off this brand new sparkly kitchen that they've built, Tim wants to take the entire crew to Indy Speedway to celebrate the fifth anniversary of Tool Time. But then his boss, Mr. Davidson, objects, after all the money that Tim has spent on the kitchen stunt. Tim is determined to do something special for his audience to celebrate five years on the year. On the year. On the year. Five years <laughs> on the year. <laughs> to the year. Five. It's been five years. Five years on the year. <laughs> Do not pass year. Do not collect 200 tools. Um, wants to do something special for his audience. I'm not editing that out. Fuck <laughs> even having an edit point. Blah, blah, blah. Tim is determined to do something special for his audience to commemorate five years on the air. So he takes inspiration from Wilson and shows them a clip show of the inaugural Tool Time episode. Followed by a visit from Michael Andretti and some other fucking race car driver. Wow. I don't give Take, a... Sh taking a vendetta against race car drivers. Well, if they'd fucking learn how to act on the goddamn show... Well, they're like, race car drivers. They're not actors. Okay. Is acting really that hard? Like, I'm saying... Like, obviously... Oh, oh, now... First race car drivers, now actors. Oh, my goodness. Let me say... Okay, look, look, look. I'm saying... I'm holding up my care of tool time... <laughs> care, care of billboard right Caps, now. Los Angeles, California. <laughs> look... I'm not saying, I'm not say, I didn't say this walking out of Phantom Thread, like, oh, yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis, anyone could have done that. Oh. What I'm saying is, to be, to be kind of halfway, like, yeah. natural on camera and read a couple soft pitch jokes when you're already a public figure, I mean, how hard is it really? I mean, you, you know, okay, listen, you know, so many actors in the world are able to act, and uh, actors... I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of people who are acting who are not brilliant geniuses out there. They're able to figure <laughs> okay. this out. Why can't yeah. one of the Andretti brothers and that other fucking guy? Uh, probably because they haven't uh, dedicated any thought space to it before stepping out in front of the camera. I suppose that's true. I suppose if someone had handed them a steering wheel, they would have pr pretended to drive the car. Yeah, they're probably on set for all of an hour before they were supposed to be on camera. So, yeah. I, though, I will say, this is uh, Mario Andretti's, or Michael Andretti, my bad. Um, his second appearance here leaps and bounds better than his first appearance. Was it? Hops and skips. <laughs> I, I, I'll give you maybe maybe half of a skip, but not a jump. 
Hops and trips? Hops and trips. Yeah, he he tripped for he stumbled forward and fell on his face, but still advanced. <laughs> it's still forward momentum in progress. Yes. Well, also, I'm still not done with my synopsis. There's one key oh, okay. element. What's the meanwhile? Meanwhile, Jill is trying to plan yet another library fundraiser, this time by inviting donors to a no-dinner dinner party. It doesn't go well. So anyway, yeah, Andretti Brothers, totally <laughs> shit actors. Father and son. <laughs> I'm not. I think that I think the jury's still out on that one, Landon. I, <laughs> also, Mario wasn't on this episode. It was Johnny Rutherford. Uh, Johnny Rutherford. Yeah, that is that a real is that a real guy or did they make that up? That sounds like he's uh, the guy who created Johnny Rockets. Re- really? Why didn't Why didn't they call it Johnny Rutherford's? That seems like such a better name. Because uh, he goes as fast as his nickname was a rocket oh. on, on the racetrack. It was his thing that that he would every half hour do like a fifties type dance routine in the middle of the restaurant while bringing you your mediocre cheeseburger. <laughs> Absolutely, and every time he won, they poured uh, chocolate milkshakes on his head. Oh God, that sounds. <laughs> That's brain freeze right there. You think you get brain freeze putting a milkshake in your stomach. Wait until you put one actually on your brain. Consensus. Not a good episode. A good episode or, I don't know. Uh, I'm just I'm creating kind a, of liked. Cre- <laughs> I don't know why I'm creating a rating system all of a sudden. I know. Yeah, we haven't done one for the other. We'll have to go back and rewatch all the other no! episodes. Uh, it's just like mentioning opera. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, on the one hand, this was very much a home improvement episode. Yeah. But also, as you can attest, at one point I asked you, is this an hour-long episode? Because <laughs> it had no form no. or shape. It was like, I, oh man. It, it was To me, it was like in the writer's room, they put together 20 scripts. And then they were like, well, we have all these odds and ends, these scenes that we wanted to work in other scripts, but just didn't have room for them and then they just kind of assembled them all together into this one amorphous uh <laughs> blob blo- blob yeah this, it this really is shaped blob <laughs> i uh, was expecting steve mcqueen to come on <laughs> any minute i i think that they had the kitchen segment i think they had shot that and either they weren't able to fit it into another episode or they just shot it on spec or something and they had that and they were like okay let's throw this in the pot and now let's just then cut up enough vegetables to kind of stretch out this <laughs> meal into a whole episode yeah um I, yeah I, I we say we say a lot that there are plot light episodes where it feels like just a couple stunts and nothing but this might be one of the strongest examples of that yet i would say this is plot free yeah there's not even a conflict that any of them really have to go through it's tim wanted to do something he had no real stake in it was told no and then didn't do it yeah basically i mean i guess if you're talking about conflict that is legitimately as bare of a conflict as you can get and speaking of bears holy shit oh yeah we gotta get into this yeah we triggered you up later but well um before we do do you want to take a guess as to what the title of this episode's called well i have a few options give me all of them that you have Okay, first one. Yes. My No Dinner with Andretti. (laughs) I appreciate that one, and I'm going to give you a prize for it. Oh, okay. Keep going with your your titles while I find your present. Okay. Uh, Five Years a Tool Man. Um, You say potato. I say patatal. And No Dinner, No Problems. As in, like, mo dinner, mo problems. 
the the guy in seven, the gluttony victim in seven, is a real example of mo dinner mo problems. Might add. Oh, you're back. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna. You don't get to keep this, but I'm just gonna put it on the table. Oh, excellent. My dinner with Andre, starring Andre the Giant, <laughs> and uh, wow, the the and well, Seanzilla. I don't and and oh yes, of course Seanzilla. Um, I I just want to say that the font. On this title, not to criticize this gift, the font is disgusting. It's a really bad font. I've, I'm, I'm not going to prejudge the rest. I kind of like that our um, nickname for the Godzilla figure, Seanzilla, yes, has now transmorphed into a nickname for Wallace Shawn. <laughs> Every time I reference Wallace Shawn, now I'm going to call him Seanzilla. <laughs> that that is. T- I don't think that in his wildest dreams, Wallace Shawn could ever have conceived of such a chain of events leading to this nickname. Would you say it was inconceivable? I absolutely would. And he falls over dead. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you've really given some attention to Princess Bride and your, and your Wallace Shawn impression. Uh, what? Uh, so I, I guess none of my titles were the title. Uh, no, no, that is very true. Um, I would be shocked if you ever guessed this title. Okay, okay, let's go. Give it to me. Fifth anniversary. (sighs) (laughs) You look like a defeated man. You're just listening to my heartbreak live on the fucking radio, dude. I try, it's like, I try so hard, and they're just not, it's I'm out here, I'm, you know, it's like you're on the trapeze, and you expect... The TV show Home Improvement is the other trapeze artist, and I have flung myself <laughs> off the swingy handle thing, and Home Improvement just dropped me. Yeah, didn't even reach out to grab your hands. It just let you fall like Robin's parents. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, do we want to dive into this? Like a trapeze artist? I mean, plunging? I'm trying to avoid it as much as possible, but let's do it, man. Let's, let's, oh, let's get, in, get into the time again. Uh, it's that time of year. It seems to happen every year. Yes. Not Christmas, not Thanksgiving, not even Easter. I'm talking about the library fundraiser. Oh, my God. <laughs> is it just me or is the library fundraiser not really once a year? The library fundraiser is like multiple times a year. It's it's like a quarterly holiday. It is the year. <laughs> we're, we're living in... Okay, it's like, it's like on Game of Thrones how the seasons can last for years at a time. Yeah. Right now, like, we're in library fundraiser. It's like yeah. library fundraiser is it's, coming. It's its own epoch. <laughs> yeah, it, the library fundraiser began at the, you know, when the asteroid hit the Earth. <laughs> and it's basically continuing until the humans die off. Essentially, yes. But, but on the plus side, that library is going to be so well funded. <laughs> So, uh, if this isn't any indication, we're starting uh, in the Taylor household. Jill is putting together uh, some invitations with the boys for the library fundraiser. And what is it that they're opting to do this year? Well, this year they're doing something, and Jill explains this to the boys at length. A... They're putting these invitations in with no date on them and no address, and she explains it's a no-dinner dinner party, where basically you buy a ticket, but then you don't go to the thing, and the library just keeps all the money. I already want to point out a loophole. Yes. A plot hole, if you will. Yes. In her uh, her scheme here. If she's sending out these invitations to a no-dinner dinner with no address and no date... How are they going to know where to send the checks to? That's a very good question, Landon. It's, all, it's like a no-funds fundraiser. 
<laughs> it's like George Costanza's human fund. <laughs> it like this is basically I, I would really love it. We don't see what the invitations are, but I'd love it if people open them and it's just a nicely nicely made invitation card that just says, "Hey." And that's it. She's just kind of saying, "Hey." That sounds to- like a greeting card you'd buy on Etsy. <laughs> Yo, dude. Yeah, just just the simplest <laughs> form of contact. I yeah, I what I do like the idea though that this is the show is almost winking at the fact that Jill is tired after continuously fundraising for this library for this past several million years. So she's <laughs> finally just given up on even trying. Just like yeah. fuck it, just put money in the envelope and send it to the library. <laughs> yeah, well she has a job now. Yes. Uh, you know, I think before um she the library and fundraising for it was probably her main source outside of the home of where her time and energy was dedicated. Now that she has a job, it's like, I got to deal with this shit and working at a magazine. No, thank you. Yeah. No, here's the thing. Why doesn't what, like there's no one else who can fundraise for the library. Like also think of sponsorship, uh, partnerships of like you work at a magazine at a publication company and you're looking for funds for a library and your husband, perfect marriage. And your husband has a popular cable TV show that he routinely does plugs on. True. Uh, it did sound like a perfect marriage until we brought Tim into it. I know. I know (laughs) the the, the sheen comes off it at that point, uh, by which I mean, Charlie Sheen, tiger blood. Remember when that was a thing? Winning. Yeah, like, it was like, ah, that crazy guy. When we just watched uh, a man spiral down into a drug habit. Whatever happened to him, though, that just kind of went away. Like, right now the president is so crazy that the guy who used to be on Two and a Half Men being crazy is not even a story anymore. I know. Uh, Last I heard, I think he got help and he's off. That was... uh, Years ago, but again, in this uh, day and age, a year feels like uh, about the length of a library fundraising era. So yes, yes. I can't say for sure just how long ago that was, if it's stuck, what he's doing, if he's alive. I have no idea. Okay, well, stay tuned to Grunt Work. We will be bringing you live up-to-the-minute reports on Charlie Sheen's whereabouts and whatabouts, <laughs> as in what what is he doing. Uh, yeah, so they're stuffing envelopes. Yep. The one thing I'd like to notice, or like to mention, I did notice it. I'd like to mention that I noticed it. The episode starts with uh, Mark wetting down a sponge as the grunt creep dives into the sink. Just worth mentioning the grunt creep's hand in this. And I'm thinking, what's Mark doing with this sponge? Oh, he's using it to moisten the envelopes instead of licking them. That's pretty smart, Mark. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought to do that, but I hate licking envelopes, so I should start doing that. (laughs) They, uh, envelope licking has gotten less worse in years, uh, since the 90s, but, uh, I agree, and you know what, uh, another Seinfeld reference, if Susan had done that, she wouldn't have died. Exactly, exactly, (laughs) and maybe being married would have kept George out of prison. Oh, yeah. Honestly, George would have killed her in the following season, (laughs) intentionally. Yeah, Yeah, that would have been season 10, is them figuring out a murder plot for his wife. If if Seinfeld went on for 20 years instead of 10, by the end of it, it would have been It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. At this point, Tim comes downstairs. Yep. And... And the fun ends. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He goes and gets coffee, which immediately made me think of him drinking it out of a coffee creamer shaped like a cow oh yeah yeah those were the days that was a fun time <laughs> and uh why don't, why don't you walk us through mm. i i my mind has already gone blank as to what happened in this it's, it's it, like a trauma victim who doesn't remember the incident uh that sent them into their amnesiatic state 
Uh, it's a defense mechanism, and yeah. I want you to know, Landon, that I believe you and that I believe something terrible happened. So, Thank you. Uh, so Tim comes down. He starts uh, talking about, oh, the big show we're doing on Tool Time today. We're going to be doing a real man's kitchen, you know, a kitchen for men. And Jill says, oh, what, one where you eat over the sink? And Tim goes, no, one where you can grill up a grizzly. And, you know, it just, it's got to be, it's only good for the manly sort of cooking. De- just definitely covering for the fact that Landon wasn't closing a sliding glass door as that happened. We were both at the mics the entire time. I couldn't even be part of the conversation. I'm so afraid of this. No, I, I understand. I understand. You have to do what you can to protect yourself. Uh, but he talks about, yeah, it's a place you could grill up a grizzly. And Mark goes, you can eat grizzlies? And Tim says, sure, tastes like chicken. Huge unearned laugh. Huge, massive, massive unearned laugh. <laughs> and then and then he says, afterwards you can make a peanut butter and grizzly sandwich the next day. And the boys all just stare at him, and then... Peanut butter in any meat sounds kind of gross. Yeah, like, if it tastes like chicken, Tim, it's not going to go well with peanut butter. <laughs> what? Like, you could have done, like, cranberry sauce, and... It, you know what? It's not a good joke to begin with, and then it's a really bad sandwich joke, too. <laughs> it's... Listen, we take our sandwiches very seriously. Yeah, right? yeah, I'm sorry. You know, you can you can uh, uh, slander my name and spit in my face and drag my whatever all over the place, but you don't fucking talk shit about sandwiches. <laughs> don't be inaccurate about what makes a good sandwich. But, so he says this thing about peanut butter and grizzly sandwich, and then there's just like a growling noise of a bear from off screen. Landon begins Not even sweating. Though. It's, it's just Tim makes the sound. It, he opens his mouth, invasion of the body snatcher style, and this awful. <laughs> it's not even a grunt. Or is it? No, that wasn't a grunt. It's not a grunt. Okay. Animal noises aren't grunts. Um, it's terrifying. That alone, just just him. Making that noise through his mouth, which isn't, it was done in post too. So there's yeah. like this uh, kind of divorced aspect to it that is just so disorienting. Uh, but then the biggest nightmarish vision that's ever graced the screen of Tool Time and Home Improvement. A, a gigantic bear claw comes out from the left and, and right, well, rips itself across Tim's face uh, and shreds the screen into pieces with its mighty claws. This is why, I, I mean, yeah, I don't talk feel, about it, I don't just be feel like a fear of bears is irrational when they can tear an entire sitcom to shreds. You know, that's that's very true. I mean, we live in this we live in this this kind of uh, cloistered world of safety where we don't really have to think about the fact that many sitcoms do get attacked by bears. <laughs> Uh, you know, that's uh, that's that's why Freaks and Geeks didn't last. Everyone <laughs> loved it, but it got attacked by a bear. Oh, man. And if bears can come out of the void at any time and we don't we still haven't pinpointed exactly where the portals to the void are. That means a bear can come out of anywhere at any given time. And I'm not even safe in my apartment anymore. I, You know, and I'm I'm sorry that you have to live with this uncertainty. I will say that that don't take us out of context. We're all in favor of bears coming out if it is larger gay men coming out of the closet and being open about their sexual preferences we're not okay with actual live bears coming out of portals to kill us that i just want to draw a hard line so i can show support for the gay community and resistance to the actual live bear community (laughs) i also don't feel like bears need to be killed but um okay good good that's very progressive of you we just i don't need to talk to them either i don't need to see them i don't need to be near them i don't need to smell them i don't need to hear people talking about them okay so you're a bear segregationist (laughs) is what you're saying you just think they should have a separate Um, but equal forest that they live in no i'm saying i need to be 
I'm an isolationist. Oh, I see. Okay, you're yeah, yeah. Okay, you're just you're 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 uh you're misanthropic, but with bears. Missing missing like no lichen is wolves. Missing earth earth earthanthropist. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's no, because that's giving back the bears. Oh, you want. <laughs> I don't want to do that. You don't want to do a fundraiser for a library patronized exclusively by bears? <laughs> no. Only books about honey? <laughs> I mean, honey's good. I do like honey. Honey has nothing to do with bears. See, but... It comes from... Can't you empathize bees. with bears who love honey? I'm sure there are lots of uh, racist killers out there that love honey as well, and I certainly don't empathize with them. Okay, well, Landon, you know what? I... I don't necessarily agree with your worldview, but I will fight to the death to defend your right to have it. We go to the opening credits. We do. And I, I do have something I want to make note of here. Okay, no. It's not an observation of mine. It's a follow-up to our observation from last week about the cows behind yes. Chill. Yes, of course. Uh, I put this out on Twitter, and we actually got two very insightful um, thoughts on what it could be. Okay, okay. Um, our buddies over at the Fan Theory World yes. uh, put it out there that... They might be pigs, and it might be a reference to men are pigs. Uh-huh. I thought that might That's be. Smart. I mean, okay. it's still kind of a messy, like, I don't quite get it. And it's so fast, like, yeah. whatever. Uh, the other one comes from a guy named, or a woman, I'm not sure yet. Uh, I, I didn't look too deep, just the... Hey, hey, you know what? You're, you're gender blind. <laughs> you don't see gender. I just didn't, I didn't look at their profile. Sometimes yeah. you don't have all the time. But I do have... Yeah. I do uh, have it's just, uh, let's see, 1488whitenation.com. Uh, <laughs> yeah, seems totally Oops. fine. <laughs> um, okay, so this is someone named Mason Whitlark uh, at WabaJCK. WabaJack, I guess. WabaJack, okay. W-A-B-A-J-C-K. Uh, on Twitter, and they said that maybe it was just going for a junk drawer motif. Mm-hmm. This show is kind of, this episode especially is really a junk drawer. <laughs> it uh, really is, yeah. Okay. And okay. I thought that that was kind of a, like, I could see them kind of going for, like, oh, we got some nuts and bolts, but maybe we need, like, a little splash of color. Give it something else so it looks like a, they, a they junk have, drawer. They have kids in the house. Yeah, Toys exactly. wind up in weird places. I think the Taylor house has multiple junk drawers. The yes. house really is one big junk drawer. <laughs> Um, so I thought that those were interesting, um, interpretations of it. And I want to put that out there. So thanks guys. Um, we go from the theme song into tool time. Uh, we do. That's where we go. It's a product corner. They're talking about a new drill, 6100. Yes. And they're just at the very end of it. And Tim goes, if your drill says Binford, get the hell out of the house. Drills aren't supposed to talk. I'm sorry if that was loud. That kind of hurt my voice to say. <laughs> I thought this was funny, though. Yeah. I thought I thought this, this... I did not see this one coming, and it got a laugh from me. Well uh, done, Tim. Oh, let's get out of uh, Product Corner and get into the episode of Tool Time we're talking about. Yes. Well, it doesn't take very long, because Tim and Al run over to their man's kitchen, which is behind two gigantic doors and has an ignition that has to be started to open up this manly kitchen. And I, I want to point out something that isn't just... Uh, to this show, but in a lot of things like this, where okay, we've got the ignition. It's this. It's this uh, panel of switches and levers and knobs, mm-hmm. right? So there are about four switches and then an ignition knob. So yeah. he flips three of the four and then turns the knob. Try to go. Question is, um, in this as the example, but in other things that do this, why install a fourth lever? If it's not going to be used. <laughs> Maybe that's for all-wheel drive mode. Or for, like, 
trying to start it on a cold day. Uh, <laughs> okay. Look, look, my my old Subaru had a second gear and a third gear. I never really used those gears. I'm, you I just drive through the drive. mountains. Even driving, uh, like, what? did you ever drive through snowy mountains on the way here? Uh, no, it was never snowing when I drove here. It was just raining, but oh. for raining, yeah, you can just so. have the car in drive. I don't know. So I, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe this manly kitchen is like my old '97 Subaru Legacy, and it has a couple gears that the average driver okay. doesn't use. Fair, I'll take that answer. Yeah, you. Know, or maybe if they're trying to do, like, maybe if they're trying to cook something really complicated, like a souffle, then they use that setting. I also don't <laughs> use. I don't use the permanent press setting on my washing machine very often. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I'm, aren't you glad you asked? I am. So, but they try the ignition. It doesn't start. Al says, maybe we should get some jumper cables and hook it up to another kitchen. <laughs> Stupid, but I actually like that no, joke a I, lot. I, I, I enjoyed it. There were not a lot of things that made me... Look, folks, this kitchen segment takes up half the episode. Yes. And hopefully we don't give it that much time. But <laughs> it's... It, there's not a lot of laughs. It is not no. very funny. And... And it's not even, like, super fun in the way that the past big renovations and, and man's whatevers that uh, they've done on the show before have been. This has just felt like, eh, what's, what, this, there's nothing behind this. There's just, it's nothing yeah. but icing, no cake. Yeah, I really, I, th- I think that this was just them looking at the reaction they got to the man's bathroom earlier in the season. We're like, well, let's do, let's do it again. Yeah, they doubled down. I, I feel like... He, you know, I'm not going to feel like the next one's that much special since you packed two of them into this season. And and also, it's, again, it's this, as predictably, it's the same joke. Everything yeah. in this kitchen is, basically, it's a kitchen where everything is sports-themed. Everything has more power than is necessary, and all the food is grotesquely unhealthy. Now, I'm going to break from tradition a little bit. Because before they start going into all the different man's things, uh, as they're presenting this and they're walking across in this big sweeping wide shot so we can see everything. Yeah, epic music playing. We get our first batch of grunts. Well, we actually had a couple grunts in the cold open, but yes. Oh, we, we get, did? We get a, yes, that, oh, okay. that factors into the... But well, we get a huge... We got a grip of grunts. So instead of putting the grunt count at the end of the episode like no, we have been do doing... Here. I feel like I need to break this open here because we got to talk about what the hell happened with these grunts. T- Tim is walking across the set with Al. The camera is panning across. The studio audience is going crazy looking at this thing that they have built. And Tim basking in his glory of, of masculinity. It made me uncomfortable the way he was grunting and yes. with such fervor he was grunting. <laughs> just like, I have made this. Just, ah, 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 I am ah, man, ah, hear ah, me ah. grunt. Yeah. Well, look, our grunt count, do you just want me to tell you? Or do you want to guess? Well, yeah, I, I'm curious about the grunt count, but I also just need to talk about these uh, these grunts some more. But what's the what, what was the number? The number, the total number of grunts, yeah. or the ones that he did just well, hear? we we had a little poll because we had to rewind this thing three or four times it to was, get the amount of grunts that went through here. We were being really precise for you guys because we we've had so many episodes with no grunts now. Uh, yeah, you know the the total the total number that we got for the episode is fifteen. There yes. were eleven in this moment alone. Yeah, and it's um. You, they were tricky because there was yeah. there's one prolonged one right yeah. in the center of it. It's like ah ah ah. And then there's one little sneaky one at the very end. Yeah, yeah. He just he 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 almost swallows this last grunt before he goes into his his line. <laughs> it, you know, and just you know, Surgeon General warning: don't swallow grunts. They're you, not good for your health. If you swallow a grunt, it takes five years to digest in your stomach. <laughs> you can't because it's full. It's filled with little grunt creeps, and then oh, then no. you got a whole other problem. Oh, it's bad. Oh, it's bad. Boy. Oh no. 
<laughs> um, yeah, it's it, this. I mean, it's. But that being said, as he was walking onto the set, I was thinking like, "Shit, I should be ready for this." He's gonna grunt. This is this is tailor made. Nothing for him could to prepare grunt you. Literally, well, this this set is literally tailor made, uh-huh. uh, except that he didn't make it himself. Obviously, right. Al did it. <laughs> they walk in. Have you got more on the grunts? I'm sorry. No, that's that's about it. It's, I just felt like uh, this was such a aberration as far as this uh this season's concerned that they needed to be talked about because this was such a, a fever dream of grunts coming out yes and uh, they're not they weren't in their normal pattern of like <laughs> or <laughs> yeah it was just just yeah it was almost like he was singing the grunts to us that was <laughs> not, how not at christmas that was how i that was how i helped uh, helped to get the numbers down for myself was just memorizing the tune of it and <laughs> you calculated the tempo yeah yeah <laughs> It's and you know what it's a it's a real it's a real bang and summer hit. I like it. <laughs> you can dance to it. All right, let's get into some of the nonsense that they're doing in this kitchen. Okay, um, paper plates in the shape of tires. That is man's fine china. Paper plates. Paper plates. Uh, what's in the vegetable cabinet? Beans and potatoes. Hey, Tim had his specifically, and Tim had his beans the other night. <laughs> uh, I could certainly tell. Yes. Uh. uh okay. Uh, they're gonna put... Hey, wait, I, I do want to mention, though, you called that fart joke. <laughs> as soon as the, the thing turned around and you saw beans, Sherman goes, there's gonna be a fart joke. And then <laughs> he goes through the fart joke, and then you put your hand out in the air as if you were, like, Mr. Miyagi catching flies. Yes. And, like, I love this idea that on Home Improvement, you can catch fart jokes like flies <laughs> with chopsticks. <laughs> yeah, and it's tough to catch a fart with a chopstick. That's <laughs> that, that takes some real uh, wax-on, wax-off skill. Yeah, it, well, the, he says, beans and potatoes. And that as soon as he said beans, yeah. I, I wanted to be wrong, but I was not. <laughs> um, so then he takes the, a couple potatoes to put them in the Binford macrowave. Well, I thought that was kind of clever. Yeah, okay, the term macrowave is clever, but he shows the three settings, high, yeah. really high, and splits your own atoms. And they, then they have to put on radiation vests while they cook the things. Yeah. Do, do microwaves use radiation? Is that... <laughs> this one does. This one? Okay. I mean, it had the, the, the nuclear symbol on it. Okay, I just don't know if that's like a normal thing that a microwave does. And the joke is they amped it up so much. <laughs> well, they here. use microwaves. Yeah, but are those... Is that radiation? It's a, it's a form of radiation. Oh, it's it is? a safe okay. radiation, though, okay. I think. I mean, I'm certainly no scientist uh you heard it here first folks. yeah yeah well then then why have i been reading all of these you know 300 page articles you send me about <laughs> cellular mitosis and whether vaccines are, are are safe or not uh so they nuke their potatoes i am i am i skimming over this too fast well is they they, they uh the comedy that they're going for is that um they can make this baked potato in all of 10 seconds with this uh super high split your own atom setting and they have to wear lead vests and goggles, uh, sunglasses, so that they don't burn their retinas out. Um, this might just be a, a, an episode where I keep questioning things that I just don't understand in life, as opposed to on home improvement. But what what good is a lead vest if your appendages are still showing? Yeah, like your brain and stuff. Your head, your arms, your legs. I, I've never understood that. I, You know, look, whenever I get an x-ray done, they just put a thing on over my torso, and I always yeah. ask them the same thing, and they're like, it's fine. I never understood it. Like, I get x-rays when I go to the dentist all the time, and they put the vest over my thing, but then they just put, like, this radiation gun to my cheek, and it's like, well, 
what good is that if you're just aiming it at my head? I, I don't know. I like to trust that they know what they're doing, but that's probably a bad idea <laughs> in light of the things that you... Yeah. Well, I guess it's what is it in my torso that needs protecting from radiation that my head doesn't have? Your soul. Tricks on them. We go <laughs> uh, to the next thing, which is their fridge. Oh, yes. Uh, what's the best thing that you want in... God, I'm trying to even remember the set. Also, don't forget the beverage center, beer, root beer, and Pepto Bismol from a soda fountain. <laughs> I, I typed over that. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, they go to the fridge. Main course is meat. The redder, both of them, the better. But then, well, they open the fridge when they go. What's what's the one thing that you would want your your fridge stocked with? How about your own butcher? And they open the doors, and there's a butcher in there. And we need to talk about this guy. Okay. Well, let me first just ask. Yeah. I, I'm going to, as someone who does eat meat and who really enjoys eating meat, I don't want a fucking butcher in my fridge. (laughs) How is a butcher going to improve? Why? That's all. I don't know if you have any, any comment on a butcher. I, I'm, I've recognized recently, outside of no intention of my own, I have recognized how often I'm talking about being a vegetarian. Yeah. And it's not like I don't have that propaganda mind it's not like i'm trying to push that on people so i've been trying to keep silent as far as this goes uh but it is fucking disgusting i i would not want that anywhere near my apartment my kitchen my fridge my neighborhood my town my country okay dude there's i I hate to break it to you there are a couple butcher shops in la so so and and more than a few in america uh well, good. They'll they'll act as the things to keep the bears uh, distracted. That, that while blood I... attracts them. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. yes, yes. And I, I will just say also to to vouch for Landon not being a soapboxy type vegetarian. He routinely watches me eat very meaty, greasy burritos <laughs> and just really just massacre down at the end, just really like shoving the entire thing into my face. And he has not judged me once for it. So at least I'm not loud. Yes, yes, yes. I know. But hey, you know, you keep them to yourself. That's fine. Uh, so yeah, it's a butcher in in the fridge. What do you have to say about this butcher? Uh, this is played by Jim Laboria, who we've seen once before delivering a big old reindeer to the Taylor household. Oh yeah, and this is officially the introduction to the character Benny. Oh, and he is going to become a recurring character on this show. Hey, excellent! And and the brother-in-law of of uh, West Davidson, yeah, yeah, West Davidson, which I didn't didn't know until this, and I'm sure they never mention again. But yeah. uh, that's an interesting uh, little lineage there. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, this is a, a great first impression with him. He, you know, he did pretty well with it. He had he had the butcher shtick down. <laughs> hey, you want a porterhouse? Hey, yeah, exactly. Gabagool. <laughs> um. And so they ask for they ask for the cuts that they want. Tim asks for a porterhouse, which mm-hmm. the guy chops for him. Al asks for a petite filet mignon, and then the butcher goes, "It takes all kinds." <laughs> and as a, Truman got audibly offended on the couch, and I want to I want to take a second <laughs> again as the resident guy who eats meat on this podcast. Filet mignon is delicious, and no one should shame somebody for wanting a petite filet mignon. What you're saying is, yeah, I want a small, really good, really tender, high-quality cut of meat. That's not an effeminate thing to want a petite filet mignon. Truman, it is not masculine to not want to clatter your artery. Clatter your arteries? Clatter your arteries. Fraser is a mute. <laughs> Gotta go play the lottery. Cl- clatter your arteries. Um, that's Clutter? Clutter? 
clutter your arteries. I can't fucking say that. You know, you're trying. You're just desperately trying to find the clitoris with uh, <laughs> with that porterhouse steak. Long pause for an edit point. <laughs> I want to go back for just a half a second sure. to the to the macro wave. Yeah. Uh, to call into question the rules of reality of home improvement and tool time. Mm-hmm. Now they go through this thing. They they nuke the the potatoes and then with a ding, uh, they're done and they're glowing green. Yes. And then uh, at a, a moment later, Al opens up the the microwave to take the potatoes out and put them on the plates, and they're super freaking hot. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, this. I, for for a moment, I was like, okay, in in the world of tool time, I can understand Tim and Al putting together this ruse, this act for the audience. Like, it's not real. They didn't really nuke anything. There wasn't really radiation. There wasn't blah, blah, blah. And when he pulled those out of the microwave, he was just pretending that they're hot and set them on yeah. the plate. But then later in the episode, there is a genuine concern on Al's face when Tim says that he had uh, only given him a lead-plated vest and not an actual lead vest oh yeah so now i'm wondering like are we supposed to believe that that was a real thing so so that so then if that was real if the macro wave was real and not a gag then that then that would have to mean that either the rest of the kitchen was real and then the butcher in the fridge was just a goof or the butcher (laughs) in the fridge was part of it and they full-on hired the head of Binford's brother-in-law, who I hope is a licensed butcher, <laughs> yeah. to live in the fridge for one day. And let's not uh, so easily dismiss the fact that they just gave radiation poisoning to this butcher and the studio audience. Yeah. Radiation poisoning. I don't know why. My mob mouth is dropping by the, by the <laughs> studio for a second. Uh, tell us the story of the hurricane. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, yes to everything that you're saying. And also... I mean, also just the food that they make in here, in this manly kitchen, yep. is is blatantly bad. Like they take <laughs> they take their two cuts of meat, they put them on the grill, which shoots mm. up a gigantic tongue of flame. Yeah. that basically crisps them on the outside and leaves them. They raw need on to the be inside. flame kissed. Yes, as Tim says. Yes, and it goes <laughs> for all of five seconds. It's done. They put them on the plates. They take them over to the condiment station where they have uh, steak Hot sauce. sauce. Oh. Hot sauce, steak sauce, ketchup, ketchup, mustard, who knows. Yeah. Uh, And Al says, you know what? I actually just like a little pinch of salt with mine. And Landon said he gets too much salt. (laughs) And sure enough, he gets a whole heaping load of salt on his uh, filet mignon, which seems like a waste of meat. It it is. It is a tragic waste of meat. Such a waste. And a tragic waste of salt, because that shit is expensive. I... yeah, you know, if you're, you know, in the in the Middle Ages or some shit, in the Spice Wars or whatever. Uh, and then they just toss it out because they're like, okay, so say you're done. Now we just put this into the incinerator and then he opens the, the he pushes the button. The countertop folds in half downward and it goes into like a uh, golden goose egg uh, type contraption. Yep. Oompa Loompas come out, sing a song. <laughs> and, uh, Oompa Loompa Doompity Steak. Uh... <laughs> Uh, that's something some things this job you shouldn't take on tool time i don't know <laughs> this kitchen you shouldn't make ah, yes. we 
Then they, oh my god, we're, we're taking forever bake. to talk about the stupid kitchen because they take forever to go through the stupid kitchen. It, it's really, if you think that us talking about it isn't funny, wait until you see them do it. And you know what? I just, okay, let's this, this raise this energy back up. Okay. okay. <laughs> Where is it like a t-shirt cannon? dance now. Yeah, exactly. Um, we're okay. gonna do though. I want run challenge. challenge. I know we're already running over. We haven't even touched on Jill's story yet. But well, there's not much to touch. I want to, I, I want to correct, course correct a little bit for home improvement. Okay. Because as soon as it got to the filet mignon comments of like, oh, it takes all kinds. Immediately, I was like, oh my god, this whole as if it wasn't a, completely obvious to begin with, but this whole kitchen is just a a pedestal a a, uh, a monument to toxic masculinity yes and so here's what i want to do okay truman you're making your own man's kitchen oh jesus what do you put in it okay lots and lots of counter space to begin with uh i'm you gotta gotta keep it nice and clean for that crock pot plenty and plenty of crowns <laughs> the crock pot you just need outlets <laughs> yeah a lot of outlets the crock pot is actually recessed into the counter Ooh. so i can just chop next to it and then just brush all of the vegetables and stuff right into the crock pot close the lid on top of it and uh and set it and, and let it go uh let's see refrigerator it doesn't have it doesn't have a butcher inside it <laughs> but it does have a coca-cola distributor who stocks it with cans of diet coke Ooh, okay you know because i'm into that uh, let's see. I would say that the there would be minced garlic on on tap, basically, because I use a lot of minced garlic. Uh, uh, probably regular supply of sriracha as well. What about uh, appliances? Oh, appliances! Gosh, I mean, you've got your crock pot built yeah. in. You've got your fridge. What else? Yeah, crock pot fridge. Uh, we'll do you have a, a macrowave? Yeah, I guess I do, so I can nuke my Trader Joe's uh, uh, Indian food in, like, one second. But I would only put it on high, not really high, or splits its own atoms. Okay. What, okay, what about your what about your ideal kitchen? Um, I would have a dual uh, top and bottom oven. Oh. Uh, so that I can cook two things at once, because, you know what? Garlic bread cooks at a different temperature than um, casserole. That is that is a tragic reality that, that, that <laughs> was hamstrung so many dinners in my life. Uh, I would like lots of space uh, at the moment. I actually, you know, I have a very small kitchen, but it is it works very well for me. I just yeah. don't have... I have to swap out appliances. Like, okay, yeah. this month I want to use my toaster, so I'm going to put that out and put my blender away. You decide. You decide if you're going to have toast on a month to month basis, <laughs> not not on the daily. That is that is some central planning shit. <laughs> um, otherwise, I don't need much. You know, I'm as a single person. Like, I, I barely use the space in my tiny fridge already. Um, yeah, not not I, I guess more cutlery. I would like a, a wider variety of knives. Okay, your 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 uh your opening vegetable thing. Like what what two vegetables are stocked in abundance in your vegetable thing? Uh, if we're going into this cartoon world, I would say spaghetti squash is stocked year round. Yeah, you're a sucker for a spaghetti squash. We know <laughs> that. Um, I would say. Uh, Am I suck the vegetables or can I go into fruit territory? I get man, hit, hit up oh, some fruits. Oh, you know fruits. what? How about some heirloom tomatoes? Okay, heirloom tomatoes. Those are hard and, to come by out here. And, you know, uh, like really good ones. Yeah, you know. yeah. Okay, that's that's a respectable uh, that's a respectable selection. You'd have to eat them pretty fast to keep them preserved, I suppose, or keep yeah. them from going bad. But 
Also, with a kitchen that good and that big of a supply. Yeah, or maybe some some way to freeze dry stuff so that I didn't have to eat it as fast. Oh, also good. A flash freezer. Flash freezer. A right. macro freezer. <laughs> yeah. I my uh, my vegetable stash would be basically uh, on the bottom cauliflower and then on the top riced cauliflower. <laughs> Uh, I'm really into cauliflower. Cauliflower is great. It is. It is so good. In fact, I just went to Costco to pick up these really, really good pizzas that have a cauliflower crust, Ooh. and they were all out. Oh no! So, this is a sad story. The sad ending. I know. You uh, brought our energy right back down. I know. Uh, well, I had to because we're going back into the episode of Tool Time. What a useless spoon, doggle. <laughs> so, so to end this whole uh, kitchen charade, um, they say that it has a self-cleaning thing. Uh, they don't need to clean up all the salt that Tim spilled on the counter. Yeah. Um, they walk out, turn a knob, and through the porthole, we start to see a laundry yeah. suds start swishing around. Yeah. Uh, followed by <laughs> Benny, uh, who had been locked inside. Just smashing his face up against it like Gus Grissom's hand against yeah. the porthole in uh, the movie Apollo 13. <laughs> it's a little... T- or uh, Charlie from Lost. Oh, okay. Also, I just want to keep making this sad. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I talked about an astronaut who actually died. Okay. So we were both making it okay, sad. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but honestly, though, that I thought was that was the funniest bit of it was the butcher being stuck in the wash <laughs> and them them seeing it and then just trying to cover it up and basically yeah. letting a man die. Richard Carn's uh, delivery on that or his his little physical comedy of putting yeah. his arm over it was really funny. Yeah. Um. So this gives us a laundry t- transition back home. Uh. Where we get a first time ever shot. Uh, we, we've never had a camera set up in the nook before. Oh, yeah. Where we get closer on, on Jill trying to uh, trying to get people to... Yeah, it's like the camera's right outside that window that they were looking through uh, a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Uh, directed toward the stairwell. So we see that they have a couch over in that corner. Yeah. Which I'd never seen before. Yeah, and we get a closer look at the computer they have there, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jill's on the phone talking about, uh, or uh, trying to get somebody to donate to this, uh, no, no dinner dinner. Yeah. Um, and having no luck. No luck whatsoever. Uh, no luck luck. And Tim comes home and thus begins the problems of the episode that were already problematic. This thus begins, uh, plot two. (laughs) Um, so Tim comes in and he is... Talking about, oh yeah, the, the kitchen thing went over really well in tool time. A man died. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not gloss over the fact that he totally cuts off and interrupts Jill talking about having trouble with the fundraiser. Yes, also, Just okay, to go, that's, yeah. yeah, okay, great, but tool time, Yeah, here's what happened. This went over so great. Next, next week is our fifth anniversary. I'm thinking big plans. And just, like, completely foregoes any issues that Jill might be having. Jill is having real problems, and Tim cuts her off so we can talk about just how happy he is and how great everything in his life is yeah yeah it's a shit move and finally she acquiesces probably because she knows that this is a futile battle it's and the only way to gain any sort of peace is to let yeah, Tim win that or divorce let uh, the wookie win <laughs> and once she does concede to this conversation though uh and he's asking for suggestions for like what can we do something big for this uh what <laughs> she, she makes a suggestion that i thought was kind of funny she says well, okay, here's what you do. Here's what you do. You okay. take you All take right. everybody. Uh-huh. You, you you put them on a bus. Okay. Go out to the Grand Canyon. All right. You fill it with putty. <laughs> it's what, pretty it, funny. It, it was it's funnier than it should be. She delivers it so seriously. <laughs> I think and that's it's it, yeah. so crazy. 
the the joke because it's not a joke on Tim adding more power to a thing. It's just a joke that's completely absurd. <laughs> yeah, I think that might be why I like it. It's just bizarre. I would also like to see the cast of the Grand Canyon you could make by filling it with putty and then pulling the putty out. And... Oh, I thought you were talking about like Danny Glover and Kevin Klein and, <laughs> and Steve, Steve Martin. Martin. Don't forget Steve Martin <laughs> and the women that are in the two, which I. I haven't actually seen the movie, so that's why it's not retaining in my head. Also, though, pretty good that you can just off the top of your head rattle off the three leading cast members of a forgettable Lawrence Kasdan movie from the 90s. <laughs> well, Big Chill is one of my favorites, so. So so it's it's redheaded stepchild uh, just yeah. naturally you know about as well. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we get a bus transition to Tool Time After Hours. Yeah, a, a bus which has, I think, actual pictures of crew members on it and the sign like Arizona or bust on the side. <laughs> so yeah, at Tool Time After Hours, Tim goes in with this big idea for the fifth anniversary show. Al is talking about how he wants to do something uh, classy and understated. and Yeah, Al's cl- kind of cleaning up and prepping for the show. Mm-hmm. I want to know, why why is that part of Al's job description? I don't know, man. I, I mean... Uh, because no Al gets no respect. Maybe Al is just so responsible that he naturally does it, and people Maybe, realize, yeah. oh, we can just fire all the custodians and get Al to do it for that free. That makes sense. Yeah, just going up, just going above and beyond. Uh, yeah, that makes yeah. that makes way more sense. Yeah. Like a chef cleaning the counter before cleaning their station before they they prep. Exactly. He wants to know that it's done right. It makes sense. Uh, and Tim comes in with this big idea, and Al's like, "I got you know, I'm thinking something simple, something very." classy and tim's like we're taking everybody to the indy 500 or to the indy speedway yeah and i'm gonna race the andretti brothers and yeah uh, teach the controversy <laughs> and so yeah so and the, but he, he broaches this to al and al says oh i love it that's really great like al is immediately on board yeah uh but not too fast tim i don't think so tim <laughs> in walks west davidson and he's got a briefcase with a little piece of paper inside. Yep, yep, a whole briefcase to hold that one piece of paper. And that piece of paper has got the budget results on it. And I liked this, so he immediately starts calling Tim out. Tim naturally is just being, you know, disrespectful to him this whole time. Yeah. Like, uh, I was watching Tool Time yesterday, you know what I saw? Uh, you saw your head reflected in the in the screen, or <laughs> your bald head reflected in the screen, whatever. And I, I'm, I'm a little more willing to buy this knowing that they used to be uh, competitors okay, in the field, rivals. you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Still, you know, have some sort of respect, if not for your boss, just for people. Yeah, just for <laughs> decency. Understand that he has a job to do, too. If you're going to criticize Wes Davidson, you have to criticize the fact that he didn't come in doing wicked tricks off of a Razor scooter <laughs> that came straight from his Nickelodeon office. <laughs> he, he got he got to the studio by, like, sliding down a, a tube that spit him out onto his Razor scooter <laughs> and shot him out onto the highway like Pee Wee Herman. Yes. Uh... <laughs> but so Mr. Davidson is, you know he's he's pissed off that you guys spent your entire budget for the quarter on this kitchen and he's saying like you know this this you know the, you know Tim is saying oh well I got such a big reaction he says well it doesn't justify what you spent you promised you'd start cutting back and I'm like wow actually about time Tim sa- again whenever Tim sees the slightest hint of a consequence yeah. I'm so excited for it okay so it's not the actual physical uh, fiscal details that you're interested in it's more just now, <laughs> someone holding Tim over the flames. Just that someone is finally saying, like, Tim, what did this have to do with anything? This was a comedy sketch on your tool show, and none of these <laughs> are Binford products that you showed. Gotcha. Okay, because I was going to ask you if you enjoyed Attack of the Clones. Because it's all about uh, trades and, and oh, fiscal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tra- trade routes and yeah, exactly. uh, viceroys and things like yeah. that. Ha! 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 I will edit that in to where I was drinking. <laughs> Thank you. 
Um, we get a uh, pretty. Do you have anything else for that scene? Uh, short of the fact that yeah, he tells Tim that uh, you know when he hears from Al about the Indianapolis uh, Speedway trip yeah. and just says, "There's no way you're going to do that." You know, you've got to run all your expenses by me now. Yeah. So Tim is crestfallen, and we transition to home. Speaking of fallen, we get a Jill dropping into the frame transition. That's a, that's a transition. I'm glad you were paying attention to him this week. <laughs> I forgot. That. I, I've decided to to start taking notes on the transitions. I've decided to start paying more attention to the show. Did, <laughs> I noticed you were paying attention in the Wilson scene too. That was the real. That was the real note or was i oh. we'll get there in a second um we're back home jill's on the phone she's sitting on the counter uh just so aggravated and frustrated trying to get money out of this person not even money trying to explain to the person what a no dinner dinner is yeah so it doesn't matter what you wear it doesn't matter if we've got a vegetarian meal for you or not you're not coming just put money in the envelope and send it to me and then slams the phone down now this scene i'm gonna let you take most of the reins because it gives me so much anxiety because of the talking over each other? Because of Tim's just complete lack of awareness that somebody else has problems in the world that are far greater than his. That are far greater. Uh, <laughs> Tim walks in, like George Michael Bluth, with his head hung low and the Charlie Brown Christmas music playing. <laughs> he is very, very dejected. He tries to talk to Jill about this tragedy that's happened. But Jill hangs up the phone, and Jill is very angry and upset about the library fundraiser and the trouble she's having explaining the no-dinner-dinner dinner concept. So she's kind of walking around the kitchen, ranting about the library fundraiser. Tim is trying to rant to her. He's puttering behind her. Yeah. Trying to interrupt her at any any given thing by saying, taking what she's saying and turning it to him. Yeah. Saying, oh, you want to talk about a bad day? Well, I... Yeah. And then she cuts him off, and then he goes in, well, you want to talk about money? Okay, well, here's what I've got to... Yeah. What And what really sucks about this is that the show is trying to make it like, poor Tim, he just wants yes. to talk, but his dumb wife won't let him. Yeah. Even when, when what Tim's problem really is, is that he did... Is that somebody told him no. He, he Yeah, someone said, <laughs> okay, because you're incapable of managing the budget for your TV show the way that you said you were going to do, I'm not going to let you do the thing you want to do that would be yeah. extremely expensive. The fact that you did your job poorly... And it's now coming back to bite you in the ass, i.e. it's your own fault and you want to bitch and complain about it while your wife is complaining about giving her time and energy and resources to a charity on top of the job and work that she does outside of that. Jill is struggling to raise money for a good cause. Tim is struggling to spend money on stupid bullshit. <laughs> that is the dichotomy of this episode. That is... The tension yeah. at the center of this marriage. And the yin and the yang, if you will. Tim's solution to this is to just walk away and go lie down on the couch. Now, what I will say is that when we pan over to Tim lying down on the couch as Jill continues to rant, he's lying there with his head just kind of on one of the cushions and this blank, sad, devastated, shell-shocked look in his eyes. Felt kind of nice. <laughs> it's like... Well, well, Tim. This is what Al goes home and does every night. Aww. This is what this is what your sons do in bed when they hear you <laughs> and Jill fucking in the next room. When they hear your Those somersault contest. Somersault contests. This is the saddest episode of Grunt Work uh, we've ever done. We get a fade out to the Wilson scene. So we go back uh, to the backyard, mm -hmm. and uh, we get a little Wilson saying, Well, I know it must be spring when I hear metal Brussels on the grill. Yeah. <laughs> Because Tim is cleaning the grill. 
that was that was my intro to the scene. I just okay. I, I didn't know if there was. I didn't know if there was a bigger setup for that. No, that was yeah. just that. That was that was my in. And uh, now we got to do another one because there was a. We stopped and talked about it. Okay. Uh, well, so then Wilson. <laughs> Somehow they go from talking about the grill to Wilson announcing that he is adding uh, bacteria to his milk. Yep. Uh, because he's making some homebrew yogurt. Um, I want to know, where'd you get the milk? What what animal did you... <laughs> True. True. Was it from a, like a cricket or a raccoon or something? Wait, did he say he was making yogurt? He said he was making yogurt. Oh, yeah. See, I didn't pay attention to the scene. <laughs> Jesus, dude. The yogurt was the central thing. <laughs> I just thought he was adding like something to make the milk drinkable, safe to drink. No, no, no. He said he was adding he was adding bacteria to his milk to make it sour in order to turn it into yogurt. Oh, so he could have just gotten like Kroger brand 2% milk. It seems like that seems likely, yes. Or whatever percent you get to make yogurt. And Whole milk, probably. And what Tim says is someone must have been putting bacteria in my boss's milk because he's really sour these days. Tim, you your your segues are getting very contrived. And they're always they're always a segue back to you. Yes. It's a boomerang segue. You throw it out there and it comes back around to you. Also, uh, speaking of segues, this is a this is a total it'll be a very quick detour. Okay. I was in Washington, DC recently. Uh, there, we passed a, a, a shop front that rents segways to tourists. Okay. This place is called, in a title that I wish I could have come up with, <laughs> Segs in the City, using the Sex in the City font. Approved. Hat goes off to you. When in Washington, D.C. and looking for a segway, <laughs> Segs in the City. It's located underneath the EPA building, I think. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> uh... Tim's segue is, yeah, that his boss is an asshole, and Wilson dutifully asks him, well, what's wrong, Tim? Why don't yeah. you tell me about all your fucking problems again? <laughs> he goes through the whole rigmarole, and uh, uh, Wilson actually goes into the story about the Emperor, who continued to get one luxurious gift after another, until finally, a little little poor peasant boy with uh, rotted teeth and holy socks said, please, sir, I want some more. <laughs> more what? M- more, more power, sir. <laughs> more power. <laughs> and um, and then, then that boy says, "God bless us, everyone." And then we all go to sleep and wake up to presents the next morning. Yes, and you skip the part where Bill Murray leads everyone in in the cast in singing "Put a Little Love in Your Heart." <laughs> Scrooged reference. I don't think enough people reference the movie Scrooge. It's true. And you know what? We are nearing our Christmas time, so uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, Scroogedmas, as as we call it. <laughs> uh, so. Okay, I'm 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 sorry, I'm off track. But yeah, so he tells the story about the the little orphan boy. Yeah, who says, I don't have the money to get you a gift. I don't know why peasants are yeah. expected to get the emperor gifts anyway. But so, so how many how many generations of peasants were like breaking the bank and like eating sawdust so they could buy jewels for the emperor who expects this from <laughs> Was them? it a Chinese emperor? It was, that it, was chi- it was China. Okay, yeah. well then I'm not gonna make that expectation because I don't know how other cultures work, but uh that at least gives me more context for Tim's incredibly racist joke. Oh yes, which I don't remember the exact the exact. Uh... I don't even want to say it. Okay, well then we don't have to. Okay, we don't have. He to. makes a, a a Dick Clark joke. Yes. Um, because the the boy gives him a a gives the emperor a, a song because that's yes. all he could afford, and then he makes a, a Dick Clark's bandstand joke, but racist. Yeah. Um. Do you have anything else with that scene? What I have for that scene is that the lesson that uh, Wilson gives 
is, you know, the, the Emperor loves the song, because this is the best gift I've ever gotten. Uh, and Wilson points out, sometimes the best gifts come from the heart. Which is the exact same fucking lesson that Wilson has given Tim like two or three times on Jill's birthday. Every, every anniversary, birthday, yeah. So, Christmas. like, Jill, Tim just constantly has to be reminded that sometimes you have to feel things for other people <laughs> and not just not just break the bank. Do you think this is uh, common among other narcissists? Maybe so. I, I, I don't know. I'm fortunate enough not to live behind one, so I don't have to look it in <laughs> the face every day. We get a uh, tracking, like video tracking transition into Tool Time. Yep. And it's the anniversary show. Yes. And in honor of their anniversary, Al is wearing a tie. <laughs> a green tie. I, a little green wool tie that has the, the bottom cut off. It's like a flat bottom tie. Yes. Uh, circumcised or <laughs> circumcised, if you will. It's my favorite uh, Queen song, too. <laughs> Flat bottom ties. Um, <laughs> they make Tim's rockin', Al's rockin' neck go round. <laughs> <laughs> or they go round Al's rockin' neck. We, uh, also good. Also good. Not as much of a, a jam, but no. good. Yeah. We also get uh, the the Taylor family. Yes. Is there to uh, commemorate the occasion. A- as is Wilson, who is whose face is blocked by the audience member ahead of him, uh-huh. but greets Tim in Latin. And then when Tim asks what he said, Wilson starts to stand up to explain <laughs> what Latin is. Yeah. And Tim tells him to sit the hell down. And then Tim goes into his uh, typical um, uh, mixing up of the advice that Will- Wilson gives him. And this is the first time that we actually witness Wilson. Oh God. Yes. Seeing Tim botch his advice. It, it was like, the, you know, I was inspired by the story of the Chinese boy who smelled his own yogurt. <laughs> And it's just the shot of Wilson, just sad basset hound eyes, and just, just shaking his head. All Truman says while we're sitting on the couch, he goes, that's us. Yeah. <laughs> I know we don't make as many gifts anymore, but that one really, that one is the one. Just Wilson, like, realizing, just, just his dreams turning to ash in his yes. mouth, live on camera. <laughs> uh so what do they, since they can't go to the Indy Speedway, what do they decide to do to commemorate this? They've instead cut a highlight reel from the first ever episode of Tool Time five years ago, which I guess in an era before YouTube, uh, maybe we is harder to get access to those old things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess I haven't thought about that. We don't, outside of just not having a lot of three camera sitcoms anymore, there's really no need for a clip show. Yeah. I guess that's one thing YouTube has given us. Yeah. I mean, it's given us Logan Paul. But it's also taken away the clip show. And it's revolutionized porn. Fair. So you, give them that. YouTube has? Well, I mean... The, the, I guess they were... Yeah, they, they, they were the first... They were the first yeah. Like, the code that they used was copied by okay, all yeah. of their subsequent right. tubes. That be they sense. red, be they porn. <laughs> we uh, get this VHS. So are we led to believe that the studio audience is just like, it's movie day in the classroom and they've and wheeled in a TV and like, okay, we're just going to, you know, teacher's going to go s- just close his eyes for a second. Th- those were those were always my favorite days when I was in live studio audiences when you get to the show that you've waited in line for four hours to see and they're just going to make you watch a Bill Nye that you've already seen before. Yeah, right. Always the best. Um, let's go into this because... It is weird. Yes. <laughs> it's basically, you know, uh, it, it it starts up and it's an old lady. It's Mrs. Binford. Mrs. Binford playing, you know, saying like, does everybody know what time it is? Not even, it's like, uh, yeah, and she does air quotes around what, time. What time it is? 
and there's a sparsely populated audience that just looks at her and she like, points what? to the look. <laughs> one extremely angry audience member just like he he he, he doesn't he, even care that he's there to see a show he's just glad he's not at home he was he was just shanghaied into the studio <laughs> he did not want to be there that day uh, uh no one knows what time it is she, so she points to the logo on her overalls and they're like tool time and it really honestly it was like uh uh in uhf yeah before uh stanley takes over the the kids show yeah and uh yeah and so then she introduces tom taylor and tim comes out with a beard that makes him look a little chuck norrissey <laughs> is it the beard or is it the flannel or is it the combo it might honestly it might be both yeah it might be both so he comes out and he and i'm thinking like okay so we're gonna see a more nervous less confident tim before he did all of his joking and stupid stuff instead we just get tim stumbling over his lines a bit still doing all his dumb shticks yeah um well, not not quite with the same sense of arrogance though that he typically has nowadays true uh, true. he is he it, there is a little bit of i'm gonna try these things i don't know that they're gonna work mm-hmm. but let's see what happens yeah and then he also like the first thing out the gate it's like time to introduce the guy who they hired to help me out of all the local contractors who would take this price they they put an ad out so this answers a big they, we get a lot of questions answered here yes i know yeah we've speculated about this al has auditioned or at the very least is the only person to answer an ad so yeah. we know that he does have the background he yeah. i'm not that that was ever in question but yeah we we now know how he came to be on yes. tool time and also he introduces him as like you know not only a contractor but also a master plumber mm-hmm. so and i think one more thing that i uh, electrician, electrician yeah, yeah. yeah 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 three in one a and I'm sure since then he's learned many, many more trades, including karate, yes. uh, fencing, baseball, accordion, accordion, um, uh, and and uh, a square dance calling, square dance calling. So uh, uh, I can't. All I scene. all I could do as soon as he walked out was make the Bob's Burger Tina noise. Uh, uh, Al, well, okay, folks, if you've seen a little movie called The Room. There's a scene in it where uh, Mark walks in. Mark, a character who's had a beard for the entire movie, walks in and he no longer has a beard. And the camera greets it with a huge close-up and the soundtrack swelling like, and then Tommy Wiseau going like, oh, wow, Mark, baby face. And so this is basically that. Al walks out with no beard. And the whole crowd goes crazy. I don't like it. He looked kind of like John Ritter or kind of like Jim Belushi. Good combo. This is one of those things that should not be. It's it's like the episode of Parks and Rec where where Nick Offerman shaves his mustache because <laughs> Tammy has gotten into his head. Yes. E- e- yeah. Is that the is that the noise you guys make when I shave my beard off? No, because the beard isn't. It's not like you're famous for your beard. Fair. Like okay. you're not you're not the beard guy that we know. Yeah. Al is definitely the beard guy. Y- yeah. Yeah. You know. Uh, just this noise just this noise forever <laughs> so he comes out i will take it on a, a, a little yeah. side note yeah we also learn his full name albert albert borland uh, we, there was a little debate a while ago as to whether or not it was alfred or albert well that one's been solved i would have hedged my bets with alfred yeah <laughs> just because you wanted him to be batman's assistant secretly. <laughs> you just wanted him to be michael kane oh, uh, i don't think so tim <laughs> So Tim comes out and they, he and Al have weird banter. Yeah. Who was that big guy who you were talking to backstage? That was my mother. 
Um, you know, the beard thing is really... <laughs> it's like seeing Riker in the first season of Star Trek, The Next Generation, and then seeing him with his beard for the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, it, it's... You just can't let this go, can you? It's just... <laughs> It just bothered me so it it haunted my core. Did all the dialogue in this just sound like beer beer beard beer beer beard beer 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 replace it with no beard and yes. No beard no beard no beard no beard. Oh, that's harder to say. so and then they do a couple weird there's some kind of awkward banter and then there's sort of awkward time jumps forward where there's like a clock thing implying that they've they've cut this together from yeah. a bunch of bits but this is a clip show essentially yeah and it's like we're going to talk about how to drive a stake and then tim holds up a picture of a stake on wheels with the guy driving it al doesn't understand it so tim explains the joke to him he he cla- like totally doesn't understand this is the first like why wh- a joke on a tool show yeah what this yeah. doesn't make i mean it's he's so oblivious to it being a joke he's like i don't get i don't get what you're doing here yeah he like looks off camera at a producer <laughs> or something and then Tim explains, like, I'm making a joke. And then Al looks at it for a second and just starts laughing and thinks it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, and then, and then you know, they've got a stake ready. And then they have Mrs. Binford bring out a sledgehammer for them to drive it with. <laughs> Waddles it out, which is kind of funny. Instead yeah. of the, the typical rollout uh, pinup girl style. Yeah, yeah. And... Tim hands the stake to Al and says, Al, will you hold this in place while I hammer it in? I thought this was really clever. This was really good. Well, do you have the exact line that Al return- responds with? <laughs> uh, not the exact line, but it's something like, um, so so we're at the end of the third season here. Mm-hmm. We're, we're queued up to know exactly when I don't think so Tim is going to come into play. Yes. And so he goes, Al, would you mind holding the stake in place while I uh, sledgehammer it into the ground? Yeah. And you are just triggered, supposed to think, I don't think so, Tim. Yeah. And instead, we get this very bubbly, joyous, oh, sure, yeah, I trust you with my life. Yeah. That's totally fine. <laughs> and then uh, uh, and then the real Tim Taylor in in now's timeline yeah. uh, comes uh, comes and turns the VCR off and says, I think we've seen enough of that. Yep. And I love the kind of like indirect depiction of the origin of i don't think so too. yeah the, the feud beginning there fool yeah. me once shame on me the question is why did al return to work after that first day well he you know he, he can't walk away from 250 bucks a week i, I guess. guess oh yeah uh so yeah and and so they come back from that and that was a, a good lark and then al reveals a surprise for the man who presumably grievously injured yeah. him on his first day on the job five years ago is that they've got one of the Andrettis and some other fucking indie driver out there to, to talk to him. Michael Andretti and Johnny Rutherford. Yep, no one knows his name. <laughs> Johnny Rutherford B. Hayes. Uh, and they come out and do a couple jokes. I didn't write anything down about them because they were not funny or charismatic. Uh, I, I wrote down one thing that I think is worth mentioning. Um, they get to talking, you know, whatever. There's this whole banter between Johnny and, and Michael about racing to the air from the airport. Blah, blah, Tim gave me the direction, blah, blah, blah. Not that funny. But when they ask, Tim asks, how did you guys get here? Who convinced you? And Michael says... Oh, your wife actually convinced me. She, or, uh, Your wife did. She's very convincing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they cut to a shot, a close-up shot of Jill as she's kind of like, mm-hmm. she gives us like look, and Michael's face has this like smirk on it. I'm like, they, she totally fucked him <laughs> to get him on tool time for for Be- Tim because she knows that her husband likes racing more than he minds being cuckolded. Well, I have to ask too. This isn't necessarily the first time that Jill has done something with the Andrettis to get something for Tim. 
she also did the same thing behind his back for the steering wheel. Do you think that maybe Tim isn't Mark's father? <laughs> that maybe Tim is teaching Mark to drive, and he's like, wow, you drive really fast. Almost <laughs> as though you got some genetic predisposition to race cars. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying anything explicitly, but if people want to connect the dots, there are some dots for you guys. Some sexy, sexy dots. <laughs> Um, I also want to point out that in addition to uh, having a job at the magazine and running a fundraiser for the library and dealing with Tim's bullshit, she also put the time and effort into uh, getting him a gift from the heart. Yes, which something that she doesn't need yeah. Wilson to tell her to do. And what the fuck has Tim done this episode? Uh, he has not gotten something he wanted, <laughs> so he needed a gift. We get a fade out and we come back to our singer, which is basically, uh, I thought it was kind of nice. The uh, uh, Tim Taylor is asking all the crew, crew of Tool Time to come out, which is actually the crew and writers of Home Improvement. Yes. Uh, to take a bow and be thanked. And uh, note, Wilson disappeared. Yeah. He left halfway through. He got so offended, I think, by Tim's uh, uh, botching of his advice that he just left. I'm starting to think my good neighbor doesn't really listen that hard to the things <laughs> that I say. I hope he hasn't been misconstruing all my other advice in his interactions with his wife and kids. <laughs> no, I'm sure that couldn't be it. This is a one-off fluke. I better go check on my milk yogurt. Yeah. Oh, I sh should I have left that in the in the direct sunlight? Oh, heavens, neighbor. <laughs> um, and that's about all we get for the stinger. The outtakes, uh, we get more of Al without a beard, which is weird. And then Tim uh, calling Patricia Richardson Pat, Pat instead of Jill. Yes. Uh, and that was that. And that's how the booger snooky crumbles. <laughs> Good callback. Thank you. Um, we already went over the grunt count. This has been a longer episode than we intended, but uh, do you have anything else you want to go over? Uh, you know, folks, I, well, I do I do want to do one quick plug. Can I, oh, can I do please, a, yeah. a plug for something? Is, is now to... Well, I was going to go into the plugs after we decided there was nothing left to talk about. Oh, okay. Well, do you have anything are there, else? Are there, is there more blood in this stone of an episode? I don't think there's any more blood in this, in this hi highly stoned episode. <laughs> uh, I do not either, so plug me. Okay. Uh, no, no. Edit that no, out, no, no, yeah, yeah. Stop that. Reverse it. Uh... So plug I you? just no, actually don't plug anybody. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to give um, I just wanted to do a promo. Um, a new a new show uh, came out on Hulu uh, that um, that I actually created. It's mine. It's called uh, uh, King of the Hill. It's all every single episode of King of the Hill is on Hulu now. I'm going to give up on the joke where I created King of the Hill, but I bas just basically want to say. The, the day that I, I my lament for the past two years is that I can't go anywhere to stream King of the Hill. <laughs> and now every episode of King of the Hill, my favorite uh, animated comedy of all time uh, on Hulu. If you have Hulu, watch King of the Hill. If you don't have Hulu, <laughs> get Hulu. Watch King of the Hill. It is so good. And it, no one tell uh, Muppet Babies that Truman is cheating on him with another comedy animated show. You know, Muppet Babies is so much more than just a show. Muppet Babies Muppet Babies kind of lives in all of us. <laughs> you know, the real treasure right. is the Muppet Babies that we made along the way. Um, I will say, yes. uh, as, as a plug, a promo, um, today's election day. So get oh, your ass out there and vote. You better be listening to this episode while standing in line at the polls. Yeah, I completely forgot. Yeah, more so than plugging King of the Hill, vote first. There's a great show out at your local polling place called <laughs> Voting. I heard, actually, that um, you get three wishes 
if you go out and vote. Really? Three wishes? Three wishes. I mean, you don't get them fulfilled until after you've cast your vote. Oh, okay. So you have to kind of do it first to get... Exactly. They, they mail you about them? Yeah, I don't exactly know how that... that process works do you get them in the mail do they come immediately do you have to parse them out over time i don't know you get one of your wishes immediately but that wish has to be for a sticker that says i voted ah. but you that that wish comes true right away and that's a good vote uh a good that's a good vote it is a good vote also this information is uh useless to our listeners in oregon which is a totally vote by mail state they have probably voted already if not fill out your ballots you doofuses and stick them in the mailbox <laughs> or uh that's all we got so um we really appreciate you guys listening if you really want to help others find the show uh you can leave us a rating review on itunes which is a great way to get us in front of other people's ears um that's the best way to hear things when they're in front of your ears (laughs) and if you don't have time to actually sit down and write a sentence uh that is a review of our show you can just rate us rating is also a great way uh to help us out and remember every time that you give us a rating We'll shave off all of our facial hair for the purposes of just one joke. Uh, now, Landon, we're committed to it. You, you, and find... I, you and I will both be sacrificing equally, sir. <laughs> Wait a minute. You don't have anything to shave. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Uh, you know, I have a, I have a thick, uh, scruffy one day's growth because I didn't shower before I came over here. I guess no one can actually see us right now. So how would they know that I'm bearded and you're not? Yeah, exactly. That's part of the that's part of the fun of podcasting. I'm also 6'4", super muscular and uh, single ladies. Yeah, uh, and I'm Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> you can find information about today's episode on our website, which is www.grantworkpodcast.com. While you're there. Uh, hey, why don't you sign up for our newsletter, guys? Hey, hey, why not? Hey, Gabagool. <laughs> uh that's uh that's our gabagool count for two this episode uh as well as um joining us on social media at grunt work pod yeah and with that i've been landon solano i've been truman caps grunt work eat fresh (laughs) 